Welcome to BSD Talk, number 115. It's Friday, June 1st, 2007. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, a speakerphone was the only option at the other end, so the audio isn't ideal, but I have made a transcript available. It's linked off the main page in the show notes. All right, now for the interview. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Itujun. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Could you start by letting us know a little bit about who you are and what you do? I'm a very uh, famous hacker or coder or computer geek in Japan. And I mean, a hacker in a good way. My primary interest is in operating systems and systems on the uh, internet protocol, both implementation and design. Uh, <laughs> I gave you two, so I need to pick a primary one. For the operating system stuff, I have been playing with it from my elementary school days. And for the internet stuff, I've been using it since the UUCP days and started by using it before in like year 1990 or 92. And I'm very active in IETF and I served as the second Asian IAB from the year 2003 and 2005. And there is no third Asian IAB yet. And the first is the, the internet samurai, Jumurai, who served in 1992 to 1994. And I'm still 36 years old, so I'm rather young. And when I mentioned my elementary school days, it would be like 1980. And how did you first become interested in BSD? To me, uh, BSD is kind of my dream or idol or something. Uh, my first contact with the Unix-like operating system was MS-DOS, uh, version 2.11v, B as victory. And maybe it is local to Japan, but it was very nice implementation of MS-DOS. And I tried CPM, of course, but it was not very Unix-like enough. I, of course, tried Minix, but it was not BSD. My near encounter with BSD was like 4.2 BSD. This is from Sony and called NewsOS, and it was like um, year 1988 or something. I am now responsible for IPv6 code in every BSD variant, including commercial implementation like Apple Mac OS X, Juniper Juno S, Experimental Extremeware. But, you know, it's a little bit scary, but my dream came true, so I'm happy about it. And why is free software important to you? Well, basically, it is in my philosophy, uh, you know, technology has to be available to everywhere and everyone. I'm rather vocal against the excessive use of software patents or other VR claims. For instance, I dislike Disney very much, even though I like animations, because they changed the uh, copyright law to protect Mickey Mouse, you know, the uh, infamous Mickey Mouse claim, which changed the uh, protection from 50 years after the death of Walt Disney to 70 years. And the other thing is Lion King, which is basically a dead copy of Osamu Tezuka's King of the Jungle. So I never go to Disneyland, even though I got one in Tokyo. Even if my girlfriend wants me to take there, I refuse. <laughs> I hope you got the idea. And what projects are you currently working on? 
Today, I am mainly working on OpenBSD, and I use Mac OS X for my console. Uh, I use uh, Mac OS X window manager, and it is way too cool, and it runs Skype and other stuff. Even though, you know, some of or many of OpenBSD guys ask me to use OpenBSD as my console, but the, I love Mac OS X because it has our IPBC stack from Kame.net. And I still have commit access to FreeBSD and NetBSD, and also Darwin, but I do not exercise FreeBSD and NetBSD Darwin commit rights usually. I got a lot of contact with BSD people, and I can ask for changes in IPv6 stuff, in like Dragonfly BSD, WindRiver BSD OS, or most of the commercial IPv6 implementation. So uh, if you see my contact in LinkedIn.com, you will be surprised. How common is IPv6 in your area? I do not use IPv4 at all myself. I use IPv4 only services like Google or Amazon using the TCP relaying gateway, which translates IPv6 to IPv4. And the, I got an RC on it, RC3142. In Asian region, where APNIC, which is the address assignment registry, is serving, the allocation policy is really tight. And in North America, it is very easy to get class C, class B addresses but it is really hard for Asian people to get those addresses. I pay like uh, $300 a month for 100 megabps fiber service, but I can only get plus 29. I love it for its speed, but uh, I'm not really satisfied just because my speed does not provide a native IPv6 yet. Of course, uh, I'm having their contacts and the, uh, trying to push, push them to use IPv6. And why is IPv6 important? It is all, my, all in my preface of my book, uh, IPv6 Network Programming. IPv4 has its theoretical limit in the 2 powered by 32 addresses, that is 4 billion addresses. But the actual limit is much less than like 4, 400 million or 100 million, because everybody cannot fill every addresses. Because of the uh, lack of the efficiency, you cannot use up the 4 billion addresses. Another reason why IPv6 is important is human population is over 6 billion, so 4 billion is not enough. For instance, everyone in United States, Canada, or Europe, Europe uh, Japan, Korea, Taiwan, they got at least 10 internet-capable devices, including your Blackberry, you know, cell phone, uh, it will be like a SIP phone in the near future, and also like your brand new car with GPS navigation system, which would download the uh, map information or something. So it is fair to say that we need 60 billion IP addresses, at least, for giving equal opportunities to everybody, including people in China, India, or these highly populated areas. IPv6 is the only solution we got. Network address transition, NAT, is not. So even in ITF, there are IPv6 haters. Uh, people dislike IPv6, but they gave up, and, you know, we have been doing this IPv6 effort from 1992 when INET 92 in Kobe was held. And up there, we, we noticed that there is a you know, problem with services, and we started working on IPv6. The IPv4 allocation will reach its end in like 2009 or 2010, based on the projection from APNIC guide. So, basically, it means you have to switch. What's currently holding back the adoption of IPv6? 
actually vendors are okay because you know uh, Windows Vista, Mac OS 10, starting 10.2 or 3, uh, support IPv6. Also, Juniper, Cisco, every router vendor is trying hard to do IPv6. Actually, Juniper implementation is very nice because it's our implementation here. And the uh, only thing uh, holding us back is, you know, lack of understanding from IC people and also general public. The general public is okay because they wouldn't know about the IPv6 or IPv4. Everybody types in URLs and the email addresses. We can switch from IPv4 to IPv6 without making them notice. So only problem is the lack of understanding from like IC people. Is there still a place for IP version 4? I don't think so. The end of the IPv4 is like 2009 or 2010. And are there any other topics that you want to talk about? Ah, okay. So I just want to make a brief comment about the, uh, you know, uh, incident happened in April 20th, 2007. There was the problem in IPv6 specification, not the implementation. And the guy from France made a presentation in security conference called CanSecret in Canada. And the URL is www.natisbad.org. Not is bad org. This is the basically largest specification bug in the whole IKF history, so whole internet history. And the, the bug can help bad guys damage routine servers completely. So you have to punch in all the IPv4 address or IPv6 address by hand. And the the bug can you know help bad guys take down every transocean link like JPUS or US Europe with the simple use of command line tool. I'm afraid I cannot give you any hint about what kind of tool you need to use. So if the bug is exploited in any way, uh, we need to go back to the Stone Age. So to cut the long story short, whatever operating you are using, whatever router you are using, apply the next fix from your vendor on every system you got. And if they do not supply fixes even though you ask for it, you need to switch your vendor. So that's the most important message I would like to say. Well, thank you very much for spending the time to speak with me today. Okay, thanks. All right, bye-bye. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk, number 115.